virtual coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I interview and chat with early career professionals and small business owners. Now, with me today is Nicole Howell, the founder of Three Pups Bakery. Nicole owns Three Pups Bakery with her husband, and together they sell homemade dog treats. Their treats are really adorable, and my own two dogs had the pleasure of trying them, which, of course, they absolutely love them. And I'm really excited to dive into Nicole's journey, advice uh, in this episode, and, and to learn more about her business. Now, before we jump into our conversation, I'd really appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app. You can also follow us along on social media like Instagram, Facebook. It's all at virtual coffee podcast. As always, thank you so much for your support and happy listening. Now let's chat with Nicole. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So I'd love to just start things off by you telling our audience a bit more about Three Pups Bakery. You know, what's your mission and really where the idea came from or sparked to create this business? Absolutely. So Three Pups Bakery is a gourmet homemade dog treat company that is owned by myself and my husband. So it's just the two of us, uh, my husband, Chad, and Ultimately, we our business, if you will, transpired when we moved to North Carolina. But prior to that, just stepping back a little bit, my thought process in making food for our dogs as well as treats started many years ago. I started baking homemade dog treats. That's ultimately what I first started with was mm-hmm. just making some really basic bones, like a peanut butter pumpkin biscuit. And so it transpired from there. And then I forget the year, isn't that horrible? I forget the year off the top (laughs) of my head that my boy Kane, or I should say our boy Kane, Mm -hmm. was diagnosed with multiple myeloma and his GI system was super sensitive, especially to commercial grade dog food. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so we always had our dogs on a very good quality dog food and always trying to give them the best and the best nutrition. And so when I started making Kane's dog food, which in a week's time was anywhere from 80 to 90 pounds of cod, wow, <laughs> peas, yogurt, pumpkin, chickpeas. So we would make it and prepare. It's kind of like You know how some people like on a Sunday, they prepare (laughs) their meals for the week. Well, that's what it was like cooking for Kane because it was (laughs) so much food because he was such a big dog. You know, he was between 100 to 105 pounds. So he required a lot to keep him going. Yeah. And um, so anyways, yeah, we would prepare on a Sunday. We would prepare all his meals for the week. And so when we moved to North Carolina, Kane was still with us and we went to some farmer's markets. And anytime I go to something like that, the first thing I look for is, oh, is there something special I can get for the dogs to take Mm -hmm. home? There are kids. So they always get something special. And the markets we were going to had nothing for dogs. And I thought, oh my word, 
what is happening here? <laughs> so <laughs> that's when I saw this opportunity for something I had already started to fine tune for our dogs and had provided them for years. So that's how our business then transpired. And of course, the name Three Pups Bakery comes from our dogs, Zara, <laughs> Damon, and Kane. It's such a sweet backstory. I I love that. And I can totally relate to the dogs are our kids. We have two dogs as well and completely agree. Uh, yeah, that's a very sweet story. And I had the, the pleasure of visiting your store and buying a few products. And I'm curious, do you have a baking background? Because I'm very impressed by how you decorate these dog treats. It's really professional. <laughs> it's actually so funny you say that. Um, <laughs> So I do, I do not have okay. a baking or cooking background. Quite honestly, I really usually fail in that department to a certain degree, <laughs> but there, but somehow when it comes to dog treats, <laughs> I can probably master dog treats better than I can human food, <laughs> which is really bizarre. I mean, I can, I can certainly cook certain things and have my niche for certain things mm -hmm. for picnics or different or desserts. But when it comes to like making dinners, my husband's like, what are we having for dinner? And I'm usually, <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, Don't I'm treat. just, it's just, yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah. It's just totally not my thing. And mm -hmm. so I usually leave, you know, the human dinner foods to him. And in regards to you had, you had talked about the appearance of the treats. And when it comes to artistry, I am probably one of the worst people at art. But again, there's something with dog treats that mm -hmm. I've managed mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, make these fun dog treats that, you know, look kind of actually a lot of people mistake them for being human treats are right, right. what we refer to our pup icing biscuits. But it's just it's a lot of fun. And my husband, I remember back when I first opened the business and mm -hmm. my husband said, let me help you because it was right around Christmas. It was November 1st of 2019. So we we're heading into Thanksgiving and Christmas. And he said, let me help you with these icing biscuits. You have so much to do. It's the holiday time. And I said, no, you know, don't touch them. I don't want mm -hmm. them messed up. I'm very particular in how things get done, both in my personal life and business. And he said, well, I won the art competition back in high school. And I was like, okay, well, we'll see about this. So I would let him put some of the base coats on the icing mm -hmm. biscuits. And then as we progressed and we got busier and busier, I needed more of his help with the icing biscuits. And I was like, oh my gosh, he is actually really good at this. So he maybe regrets showing me his artistic side on the dog treats because then that kind of landed in his lap. <laughs> That's so funny. So does he do most of them now or just helps out like when he can? We, so my husband works the bakery full time. Okay. So, nice. uh, yes, yes. It is very nice because we're just, we're so busy. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's just the two of us. Right. And so ultimately his help is, beyond appreciated because he works so hard to keep us going every day. And he does a lot of the icing biscuits. Mm -hmm. He, we've kind of shifted our responsibilities a little bit where I find myself back in the seat of doing a lot of the 
decorating now for some reason. I haven't really pinpointed it, but we <laughs> shifted our tasks a little bit. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's awesome. That's very cool. He can work it full time. And do you work it full time as well? Or do you have another job on top of it? Well, that is the dream. Someday. Okay. <laughs> yep. So I still work, I say full time, but it's four days a week for okay. a company out of Florida. So I work wow. from home. And then every evening, and then every Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I work the bakery. Wow. Good for you. That's, that's incredible. That's oh, very hard to do. So that, yeah, that's amazing. And that's really awesome. You're able to like have your husband work the bakery full time. Like that's an accomplishment in and of itself. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I'd love for you to, you know, describe some of the treats and products you sell. I know for the visual folks will have to go to your Instagram to see the awesome icing that that we're discussing. Uh, <laughs> but just tell us a bit more about the treats you sell, maybe some of the ingredients you use or anything you want to describe. Absolutely. So I'll start with kind of our staple, which is called a pup pantry staple. And those are our flavored biscuits. And we currently have, I'm trying to think, five, I think off the top of my head. So we have beef liver, peanut butter pumpkin, chicken, bacon cheddar, which is our number one seller, and uh, vanilla. And mm. so they come in what we call a pupper's dozen. So you get 13 biscuits. <laughs> um, or we also make them, we, we originally started with just making um, a regular bone size biscuit. And then we realized there's dogs like our dogs that we wanted to make sure that we kept their weight under control and or a lot of our customers of course have small dogs so we started making like a bite size which is about the size of a quarter so we put 30 of those in a bag so it's either a pupper's dozen which is 13 biscuits or 30 bite size biscuits so that's kind of our our staple and then it branches out into so many other things mm -hmm. we have beef jerky mini cinnamon rolls we have our pup icing biscuits that we were talking about. Yep. Uh, we make pup cakes, which is a nine-inch birthday cake in a sense. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> for dogs. So we have that, and that can be ordered, custom ordered. All of them nice. are custom ordered. And we do pup cakes, all is one word, like a cupcake. Mm -hmm. And... Those, again, we do customize those as best that we can. We can only write so much on a cupcake, but we try our hardest. And, oh my goodness, what else? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm missing some of the big popular things. Smoked beef marrow bones. Okay. So ones that are, you know, maybe two inches clear up to ones that are close to 12 to 18 inches long. Baked pig ears feel like I'm missing something, but maybe <laughs> that kind of sums <laughs> sums it up in general. For sure. And the donuts. I know our dogs enjoyed the, oh, yes. the little donuts. <laughs> Did you get the cake donuts or the biscuit donuts? I think we got the cake ones. The soft were, ones? I think so. Yeah. And our we were so dumb. We we have a one thirty pound dog. His name's Hobbs and uh -huh. he loves treats, right? Loves cookies. <laughs> and we just stupidly gave him the whole donut thinking he would bite it and chew it like normal. He scarfed the whole thing down. It was actually terrifying for a few seconds because I was like, oh, my gosh, he's going to choke. This is my worst fear. Like, what am I going to do? Oh, and no. But he got it down. He's fine. But he 
literally had a whole donut in his stomach. Like, <laughs> he, but he loved it, of course. <laughs> Just next time we'll have to. That's cut it off. so funny. <sighs> yeah, I do actually. Even for our dogs, so Zara is between eighty-five to ninety pounds, and okay. Damon's around ninety-eight pounds. And even for them. They will, especially Damon, I don't know if he just thinks he's going to miss a crumb or what the story is, but he inhales his treats. So for like a cupcake or a donut, we cut it into fours and I'll put it like on a paper plate or in a bowl and I make them eat it and kind of enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That is what we have to do next time. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. But you, so you are able to ship all your products as well, right? Can you ship them internationally, just the United States? Yeah. So we do ship to the United States only. We do not ship outside of the country. But yes, when we first opened our business, we were full-time at farmer's markets, primarily at that point back in November 1st, 2019, only the Clayton Farmers Market and a full service website. So we've always had a full service website where we can service all online orders. We can ship everything except for our cake products, just because when they arrive, they're probably just not going to look pretty because they've got thrown around in the mail. Outside of that, though, everything travels nicely. That's awesome. That's another big accomplishment for a business being able to ship your products that's incredible and great for everyone listening so no matter where you are in the united states you can get three pups bakeries products which is awesome absolutely i'm curious to dive a bit more into the journey of launching three pups bakery i know it's you and your husband you still currently you know work basically full-time as well what comes to mind of some of the the biggest challenges you faced or steps you took, whether that was recently or when you were just launching your business, just kind of curious to dive more into that journey, right? So you started off at farmer's markets then slowly grew, but I'm sure there were a lot of steps along that way. So what comes to mind is some of the the biggest things you had to overcome or understand about running and launching your own business? Yeah, that's an amazing question because honestly, when when I was looking to open this business, I thought, oh, this is shouldn't be too hard, right? I mm-hmm. already have recipes that I use. We should be good to go. I'll, you know, get the business set up like the business should be for tax purposes, etc. All the behind the scenes type stuff. I already knew somebody from back home, and when I say back home, I'm talking about Pennsylvania, where we moved okay. from, and. I knew she had a business where she could build websites and help me with kind of starting the business up from the perspective of like a domain name and all of that stuff that you need to be present online. So I knew she could help me with that. What I didn't know was that every state is different in regards to how they regulate a dog treat business. Mm, interesting. So when I was already knee deep, maybe even hip deep <laughs> into <laughs> building this business, I realized that in the state of North Carolina, all your treats have to be lab tested. Wow. You then have to use that guaranteed analysis that you receive from the lab to create labels that have to be in a certain format and require certain pertinent pieces of information that the state requires. And then 
Once you have that all together, you then have to register every treat you sell, which of course is time and money with the state of North Carolina. So the agricultural department in the state of North Carolina oversees a company such as mine. And that was a huge learning curve for me because where I come from, while there of course are regulations, they are not as strict, stringent, whatever words you would like to Mm -hmm. use in regards to a dog bakery. So that's when I learned and started doing all this research. I mean, oh my goodness, all the blood, sweat and tears just to getting to November 1st of 2019, whenever we actually formally opened and had our website open for people to order was just a huge learning experience. And now I feel pretty well versed in it, but it took me several months. I shouldn't say several, a few months of really wrapping my head around all that I needed to do. So I was in compliance within the state of North Carolina. So that was definitely one of the biggest hurdles um, Mm -hmm. was just understanding all that I needed to do to actually be a business in this state. And now, now it's funny. I look back on it and I think, Oh my gosh, that wasn't too bad. But in the (laughs) present, (laughs) it Uh was like, I was like, what am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing. Right. (laughs) But you know, you get all your ducks in a line and you move on. But then in regards to the growing aspect of the company, which has been phenomenal and we're absolutely blessed for it, would be the growing and reaching out to other farmers markets within North Carolina. So like I said, when we first opened the business, we were full time at the Clayton Farmers Market in downtown Clayton. We then grew to Holly Springs Farmers Market. And then shortly thereafter, we started full time down at Dirtbag Ales in Hope Mills, North Carolina. It's about an hour and five minutes south of Clayton. And those farmers markets have just been phenomenal. I mean, we have grown so much and we're currently on our winter schedule with them, which gives us a little bit of downtime to maybe Mm -hmm. kind of get caught up with things. But each market has its own schedule and weaning back into a full-time schedule for spring, summer, fall. Okay. So we're starting back full time here at the end of the month with one of the markets. So it's wonderful. And we absolutely love just being at the markets because we meet so many people Mm -hmm. and all the markets we attend are dog friendly or animal (laughs) friendly, I should say. Mm -hmm. And people bring their dogs out and it's just, it's just a really nice atmosphere. And it's so fun just getting to meet all the new people all the time. That sounds really fun. And that's crazy about the lab testing and all that regulation stuff you had to handle. That's crazy. (laughs) I could imagine that being, you know, you have this awesome idea for a business. You're so excited to dive into it, launch it. And then you just get what must feel like a giant roadblock at first, right? With all this almost legal stuff, right? That's crazy. Right, right. Yeah, just stuff that I thought, oh, we can open up in no time. Right, right. Into, oh my, let's take a couple steps back. Sure. <laughs> and, yep. and figure out what we're doing here. I think that's good advice for other folks who are interested in opening up their own business or are currently in the process of doing that, that I'm sure things like that are going to come up no matter what type of business you're opening. And it's okay, right? Take a deep breath. Maybe your launch date gets pushed farther out than you originally thought, but it's okay. You know, when it comes to that type of stuff, like do it right, get it done now so you can understand the process and then proceed with the opening of your business. 
you worded that perfectly. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to take a, a couple deep breaths and a right. couple steps back and square yourself away and yeah. you'll be good to go. Exactly. Does any other advice come top of mind for other small business owners? It seems like farmers markets have been very successful for you or, you know, any other tips and tricks for any other small business owners that you'd like to share? Yes, the farmers markets are phenomenal. And I say, if you live in an area where there are farmers markets available, where we moved from farmers markets weren't as prevalent, they certainly exist. Don't get me wrong, but they're not as prevalent as they are in North Carolina, for example. Mm -hmm. And I say, if you are making something that qualifies for a farmer's market, you have to look into the farmer's market. Every farmer's market, depending how they're governed, have certain requirements, such as you have to live within so many miles. Your items have to be produced within so many miles of their market, different stipulations like that. But if you can get into a farmer's market, in my opinion, that is an amazing way to start because it's relatively inexpensive. You may, every market's different again. You may have a membership Mm -hmm. fee, you may not. You may have an application fee. But I mean, really, we're talking seven to $15 a market. That off the top of my head, I think that's all we pay per market to be there to do all the business that we do. So it is an inexpensive way opposed to having a storefront with a storefront comes so much. I mean, so much overhead Mm -hmm. that if you can cut down on your expenses and go to a farmer's market where you're just constantly meeting new people. I mean, we've been at Clayton is our longest farmer's market in every market, I'm meeting so many new people mm-hmm. because the area in itself is just growing so vastly. And there's always new people coming. There's people that come here for vacations and they'll right. come to the market. So my advice in regards to a cost perspective, if you really want to jump out there besides just being present online is think about a market if what you are producing or making qualifies for a farmer's market. It's a phenomenal way to start. That is great advice because I know a lot of guests I've or small business owners rather I've had on the podcast. I know they've attended farmers markets, but no one's ever had that as their piece of advice. And I I do think that's really smart, right? To at least look like you're saying, at least look into if there's a farmer's market in your area that you qualify for. Because to your point, you have a booth set up or a table, whatever it is. And think of all the people, even if they don't purchase something from you, they look at your name or they pick up your business card or they, you know, see your business or they look you up on Instagram. It's, it's more than just selling the product. It's brand and business recognition as well. I, yeah, I think that's great advice for small businesses. Yeah, definitely. But thank you. Yeah, I, I was trying to think if there was something else I could mm-hmm. add to that besides, you know, just keep pushing forward. Sure. Yep. <laughs> uh, just like all small business owners have to do. You just really, it takes a lot of time to own a small, even what I refer to as a small business. You know, I consider even with the amount we produce, I consider us, of course, still a very small business. And you really, you just have to have the time and dedication and run with it. 
And passion, right? You have to love it. And and you clearly do. Like even your guys' brand is amazing. Like all the products you're saying and like the the baker's dozen, the pupper's dozen, I think you called it. Like all those <laughs> yeah. little details, right? Just clearly show your passion for it and that you you care so much. And to your point, you just gotta keep pushing for it, right? If it's your dream and if you're enjoying it, you just gotta keep going for it and and tackle those challenges as they come and enjoy the successes as they come. Yes, for sure. So I know you mentioned you would love to eventually take Three Pups Bakery full time, which is excellent. I'm curious if you have any other plans in the future for Three Pups, just some of those bigger goals you have for your business. Sure. So our dream would be to buy some land in what I would refer to the country, not too far okay. out because as we know, we like people like things to be local to them. They don't want to necessarily travel too far, but we want to make it a place that would be like a destination. So we would ultimately have our bakery, but we would love to have a huge outdoor dog park where it's more of a destination uh-huh. for people where they could come and spend, you know, even a couple hours, maybe even also a walking trail around the property. Wow. So that's kind of something that we're working towards. So we'll, we'll see. We'll, I'm not, I'm not sure how long it'll take us to <laughs> sure. get to that point, but it's definitely something that my husband talks about all the time. And it's all about just Let's make it a destination, a place where, you know, it could come and just be more of a destination and people could spend yeah. more time. That's really cool. I love yes. that because we're always looking for stuff that we can do with our dogs. And, you know, we don't necessarily always want to bring them to a dog park or, you know, there's really, I mean, of course, there's stuff to do with your dogs, but nothing like that where you could go and it really is for the dogs, but you could do the walk around the trail that you're talking about and also, oh, get the treats that you're running out of that you need. And that's a really neat idea. I really like that. That's cool. thank you. And you could really expand on that too, right? Like you could then like have a dog park section with dog agility equipment or something or have like a a pool water section for them. Like it could be a whole uh, Oh my word. Actually, it's so funny you said that. Wouldn't that be awesome to have a pool? Yeah. Yeah. I, that would be, I will have to add that to the list. I like yes. that. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> yeah. With like water features. I don't know. Cause different dogs love different things and their humans love different things. And, oh, that's, that's cool. I really like that idea. That's really neat. That's such a unique spin on it. Oh, thank you. Very, very cool. Wow. Yeah. I just, I love it. I'm just thinking about like, <laughs> like that's really cool. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, I know, you run Three Pups Bakery. You also work your other job. And I, I know you have a life beyond that as well. So I'm curious if you have any tips and tricks for balancing all that or juggling all that. Because I know that that perfect work-life balance really doesn't exist. So just more looking for your best practices of how do you, you know, go to work four days a week and not just want to think about the bakery the whole time or vice versa or have any time for yourself as well? Any any best practices that come to mind around that? Well, I may not be the best person to ask <laughs> or answer this question, but I will share. I will, Our life is really insane. And it's been insane for, I'm going to say, a good year now, which is, it's a good thing, a good problem. 
we're fortunate, especially through all that the world in general has gone through over the last year, we're blessed that we grew. I mean, it could have been devastating considering the business started right before the pandemic landed and it could have just been a no-go for the business. But instead, the business has done nothing but substantially grown, which is amazing. And we're so thankful for it. So when I say that I'm probably the worst person to ask, it's just, it's a good problem. It's, Mm -hmm. It's a good problem to have. It really is. But back to your question, really, we take it day by day. And our first priority is always our dogs. Like I said, our dogs are our kids. They've always had us available to them. So we, unfortunately, we don't take them. It would be so fun to just be able to take them to the bakery. Right. And they could just hang out with us. Unfortunately, they're personalities, demeanors are just not the best to have and health conditions. Damon is a, he'll be actually 12 in April. Okay. Has a lot of arthritic issues that we are dealing with that has just progressed and progressed due to, he had two fractured elbows in the past, a torn rotator cuff. So, I mean, he's just had a lot of, lot going on orthopedically. So for him to constantly be up and down, up and down at the bakery would just be bad for him. And Zara, she is so sweet. She is very intelligent, but she loves her home. She does not love to go far from the house, Mm -hmm. but she's learned to manage how to deal with it. So if we have to go, you know, get our nails done at the groomer downtown, (laughs) she's learned to manage that, okay, I'm going to get in the car with my mommy. We're going to go do what needs to be done and we're going to come home. Mm -hmm. So she would just feel so out of sorts that it's just best to have them at home. And so of course, like you had mentioned, I still work four days a week, but I'm privileged to work from home. So they're here with me. And so in juggling the demands with the business, plus trying to have a personal life of some Mm -hmm. sort outside of the business, really, like I said, our dogs come first, their everyday schedule and needs falls before everything else. And so my husband and I just have really, we take it literally day by day to plan out what that day is going to be like for us around them. And for example, today, today is a Sunday, really Sundays, we just try to take some time to just kind of make it a more mellow day. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're not baking for eight hours. So Honestly, we just really take it day by day, but it is so important to try to take some time for yourself or if you have a spouse or a boyfriend, a significant other, etc. It is just so important to take that time to stay in touch with reality and feel like a human. That's what I that's what I usually call it when we finally like maybe go out for dinner or something. I'll <laughs> say, "Oh, I feel like a human today," which probably sounds so silly, but you really, you fall into this rut of just working, working, working all the time. And you just, you can't push yourself to exhaustion or then your business is going to start to fail. So Mm. you really just need to kind of keep that rejuvenated and, and do something special for yourself. Maybe every so often just to, again, like I said, to feel human and just feel Mm -hmm. like you're living a quote unquote normal life of some sort. 
That's interesting. It makes me think that it's almost you have your health and then you also kind of take on the business's health. So like when you say feel like a human, it kind of makes me think, you know, just taking the time to almost set the business aside. Um, That might be the wrong wording, but put yourself as the priority, right? Whether it's that date night, going to the movies or whatever, whatever you want to do. Because so often I think it's so easy to put your work and your business as number one priority, which is fine sometimes, but then you come home and you put your dogs or kids or family number one priority. Again, fine, but finding that time to put you as number one every once in a while, I think we all need that and need to keep that top of mind. That That is really good advice. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it, you need to keep yourself healthy and mentally right. healthy and just not fall into this, what I call like a tunnel. And right just kind of live outside of the box and just take care of yourself occasionally. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. Because doing that is, you really are still investing in your business because if you don't take care of yourself, that's eventually going to, right? You're going to break, crack, whatever. And Yeah, that's very well worded. Yes. (laughs) Right. Like everything else is going to be affected. So taking time to make sure you're good to go will hopefully keep everything else kind of good to go, right? As as far as everything that's in your control. Yes. That's great. I really like your perspective on that. Awesome. So so my last big question that I end all my episodes with is in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? And it can be related to Three Pups Bakery or doesn't have to be at all. It could be from an hour ago or from 10 years ago. Just kind of that first thing that pops into your mind when I ask you what your proudest accomplishment is. I don't you might have stumped me on this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say my proudest accomplishment, I'll just keep it business related. Sure. So the proudest accomplishment is going clear back to when I was working on putting the business together. I really looked at this as more of it was just going to be a hobby, mm-hmm. just something really, really small, something fun to do because let's face it, my husband and I love dogs and it would be just so much fun to share what we make for our dogs with others. And I just never knew that our business would grow to the size that it has grown to and ultimately is still growing. So I don't, I don't know what the future has for us, Mm -hmm. but it's just that accomplishment of wow, look at this product that we're able to share that we made just special for our dogs. And we're able to share it with so many people, both local and far away within the United States. And that's just been a huge accomplishment for me thinking I was just doing this as a hobby and it has literally become this monumental business for us. So that definitely... Yeah, just looking back on how how much it has grown, it just kind of, I I probably sound a little speechless just because (laughs) I can't believe in the short amount of time that it has grown as much as it has Mm -hmm. grown. So a huge success, but it's been a huge success due to our customers and our followers. Mm -hmm. So it all goes to them. Yeah, no, that's, that's excellent. And congratulations on all the success you've had so far, right? There's, there's definitely more to come. And thank you. Yeah, it's, it's incredible how, yeah, how you've been, where you've been able to take the business. And I'm excited to see what the future holds. So thank you so much, Nicole. This was awesome speaking with you. And I'd love before we sign off, just let people know where they can find you and Three Pups Bakery, social media, website, all that jazz. 
Sure. So we'll start with social media. Okay. On Facebook, you can find us at Three Pups Bakery. Instagram is the same. Three, the number, I should clarify that. The number three, Pups, P-U-P-S, Bakery. We have our full service website, which is www.three, the number three, pupsbakery.com. And you can find us in North Carolina at the Clayton Farmer's Market the Holly Springs Farmer's Market, and Dirt Bag Ales in Hope Mills, North Carolina. Wonderful. Well, I hope everyone checks out Nicole and Three Pups Bakery. Check out their awesome products and treats. And thank you so much again, Nicole, for speaking with me today. No, thank you. It was so nice speaking with you. 